record the moment we get online. Well, I, that thing is, I would normally do that, but you never know what we're going to say. And people might get sad on if we say something bad. Doesn't mean you have to release it. It's not like yeah, it's not like yeah. links or something. Use use common sense before you put it out. Clip a bit off. All right, mate. Fucking Mister Pro, Mister Pro Podcaster there. <laughs> Right, okay, we've been recording for a few seconds there. So, good morning. How is everybody? Uh, we're back. And because, as we found, nobody likes just listening to us, we've had to get a, another guest on. So, because um, my admin's terrible and I'm a real podcaster, um, I just reached out to one of my mates who happens to be a podcaster as well. We thought we'd get in on. So, the guy called Hugh Kier, uh should it be mean about him? Should it be nice about him? I'd be nice about him. Uh, X3 by guy, um, does some stuff, good guy. Yeah, hey, we'll beat that bit. Uh, you know he, nothing about me. You literally know <laughs> nothing about me. He's going off your bio. He's going off your bio on your podcast. And you're not, you're not, even, you're not even sounding enthusiastic. Well, it's because he's not. I've just had to listen to you coming off for fucking half an hour before we've even started. So because you've got a Miriam T-shirt on, you've got that oh, fucking out. That's one of my T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> right, so he didn't want us to do it, but like, Hugh has his own podcast. Hugh is a proper podcaster. He has a proper job as well, but he has a proper podcast that is worth a listen to because he actually gets proper people on. It's called the HR Podcast. He's got two, hasn't he? He's got the HR Podcast and he has the Leading Minds Podcast. Um, and they're both really good. You know, I can't really look him for that. I've been on his HR one twice. And he actually makes an effort. He really tries. <laughs> As opposed to... <laughs> but he gets, good, he gets some good guests. Some of the guests he's had on take the piss. He's, they're really good. So, good morning, Hugh. How are you? I, I'm good. I, uh, yeah, I'm good. Cheers, mate. Is podcasting a proper thing? I don't know. I don't know. But um, right. You're trying to do I it do, properly. I do the same as you guys. I just... I just... Um, I make just sure I get it. on it. I make sure I get a guest on that's, that's willing to talk. And then yeah. I just make sure, even though I like the sound of my own voice, I make sure I shut up for most of the podcast. And then well, they do, you change they that? do all the work. <laughs> the early ones aren't quite like that. The early ones, it's basically the Hugh show while in a room with someone else. I think you got, you got uh, taught by your fucking your, uh, feedback to shut the fuck up a bit and listen. Yeah, a little bit. Some, sometimes. Sometimes. So I, yeah, I've actually caught myself. Because so, so on some of the podcasts, I need to... I, I want to listen back to them. Yeah. Because it's like one thing talking to someone, but some of the conversations they have, flipping out. I, need, I want to listen to that again. And like, take a lot back in. And I've caught myself out loud, shouting to myself to shut up. Like, uh, but uh, just unconsciously, I'll like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, as in the shut up and let them talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you zoned out on my one. I yeah. remember doing it with you, um, you know, as I said to you before on your podcast, you first came up with the idea and phoned me up you and go, mate, I've got this idea, all excited about this idea of this podcast. And then I think 73 podcasts later, I finally got an invite onto it. Um, and then I watched your eyes just drift off after you asked me a question as though like, oh my, I wish I hadn't asked him. Did that to me. Same thing to me. Just see it happen. <laughs> Body language changed. It was like, like where's she gone? I'm just talking. I'm sure it'll come back in a minute. Uh, I don't know if it's like an issue that you deal with or if you're just bored. Who knows? I think that's where I, where I realised I was number 73 or 74 or whatever it was. That's... <laughs> mm. uh, it's, yeah, I find that, I mean, to be honest, that's challenging sometimes. When I was doing the, over, over lockdown, when I started to do the, the Zoom calls, that's it for the interviews. 
I found myself, even though I'm quite, I try and be quite rigid with it. When you're in a studio, it's really easy to focus on the person you're talking to. And this is like an art people have forgotten how to do, even just in anything, not interviewing someone. To focus on the people, the person listening to in the studio, because I put my phone over here, the engineer's upstairs, I'm paying for the time. And then on the Zoom calls, I, I'm doing the doing the interview on the phone. I've got my other phone here, I've got my laptop there, there's stuff going on, and I'm, I'm finding yourself not paying attention. You're not in front of me, I'm getting distracted by technology. Very annoying, very annoying. And uh, annoying that it, it managed to creep its way into what you know into a thing that i like you think i, I do this you know as a as a sort of semi-serious sideline and yeah. uh not not giving the guest the full attention they should get it annoys hey me. hugh annoys i've me. got a question for you mate so you know in uh we talked about this before with um uh fight club yeah and there's a thing there saying that no one's really listening they're just waiting for their turn to talk what do you think to that i mean i mean i've actually just thought about saying it while you were talking so I suppose I've just done the same thing. But, um, you know, there is that, isn't there, where you're trying to drive a conversation or get your point across. But Yeah, I think that's more, it, it's accurate for most people, I think, especially today. It's probably gotten more prevalent today because because of the way social media is. And it, it, social media is creeping, especially in the younger generation. I know what my kids, your actions on social media and the way you interact with people, that is creeping into real life interactions. I've noticed it with my daughters. And I've nipped it straight in the bud where, where, where I notice it. But with with the online thing, whether you run an organization or just an individual flipping, tweeting for the sake of tweeting at 11 p.m. last night after you've had a bit of whiskey like I was last night, <laughs> then you, you, you feel like there's an obligation to have to say something. Mm. It, and you have to respond to something. And predominantly where someone is saying something different to what you think. But there's no obligation to do that. It just seems to be online. And, I, I, you know, that, that's a trap you can fall in, again, fall into in that in, in person. What, going back to when I, when I started off with the podcast, that is one of the things I did in my head. I felt I need to, I need to respond to the stuff that's being said. I need to provide my opinion to what's being said. <clears throat> I actually did it quite late on as well um, with, with some significant guests, as in well-known guests that I had on. And then as time's gone on, I've realized, no, 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 no. If you ain't got anything decent to say, don't bother opening your mouth. Because mm. there's no because what quality are you providing the listener or the viewer? Are you just literally opening your mouth for the sake of you opening your mouth? You know, you know it's like, I mean, you joked about it earlier, but it is a, a serious event. Le- uh, it's a, ser- a serious learning curve going through, but that plays into real life as well. I'm a much better listener than I was before. You know, I, I actively listen because I'm learning that I can learn from anyone. You know, I've had some morons on the podcast. I've had really good people on. I've learned something from them all. You know, and that's the same for real life. I think. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, it does. I mean, I've, I found myself sometimes when you've got something exciting to tell the world and someone else is talking to you as well, I, you know, I find myself now and again just taking over a conversation and trying to get my... Uh, get I've, I've never noticed that, Luke, have you? Me to me, yeah, but what I mean is it's, it's, a bad, it's a bad trait that I am, I'm conscious of. Um, I'm not saying I do it all the time but what i mean is it's a bad trait people have that you really are just talking instead of listening you know you're not giving the other person the benefit of the doubt sometimes um, i mean it's, it's common sense to that feeling to want to do it you know from an evolutionary perspective and, ever, and everything else if your voice isn't being heard you're irrelevant it's the grand scheme of things if you never say anything or never impact anyone's lives you're irrelevant you know it's just how how you go about it and realizing when what you're saying is actually of value to you or people around you and when just to shut up. We got to pick your, pick your battles with it, haven't you? Like from a running the business side of things, one of the things that you're supposed to do, and you're talking about you on Twitter there, 
when you see something, you, the the sort of lessons of social media, if you go on these courses, it tells you you're supposed to jump in and give your take on things or find conversations that you can bring value to. And it's it's finding your battles there and finding the ones that you genuinely can bring some value to and give your opinion across to the ones that you just need to just sidestep because you don't want to be talking about something for the sake of talking. And a lot of brands have found that themselves where they've they've jumped on the whole, you know, BLM wagon or whatever wagon and then come out of it badly because people people just go, the fuck, why is my fucking teabag telling me uh, my political beliefs? You know what I mean? It's, it's not, I mean, to be fair, Yorkshire tea, I'm normally quite funny about it, but you're going to alienate a lot of people there. And if you're not really, I don't talk about anything really that as a, as a brand that I don't, that I, you know, if I'm like, I ain't fucking, that's a, that's a shit storm waiting to happen. And I'm just talking for the sake of talking. I sidestep it. Do you, find that on, do you find that on your social media? Because we do that. Because obviously we're trying to post every single day. Mm. And I'll sort of plan ahead sort of like a week, 10 days. And sometimes I'll just sit there staring at the screen thinking I've got nothing to say. And I'll yeah. just I'll just fill it with just shit. Yeah. And it, like you said, it's just the sake, talking for the sake of talking. But you're lucky because you're... The way your brand works, you can you can do something funny, and that I know I say that all the time. And it's like it's not like you're a comedy brand, obviously, but it's one of the, the freedoms that you have that I, I feel that I don't have. People expect you can just put. I remember that time you put on, yeah, nothing to say. Here's a fucking picture of something. You know what I mean? But that's yeah. that's funny in itself. It's the there's a humour that sort of. Um, uh, sort of straight faced humour that your brand has she get away with that it probably affords you more leniency as well mm. luke in, in that you you can get away with more you know into yeah it is in posting those sort of um oh god i wouldn't post that if that was my brand kind of you know mm. again even though that's related to your social your social stuff blm posts or your black humor non-politically correct jokes you know um but like you, that as as, as uh, Gaz points out, you, you your brand has been established like that. You've set the ground rules straight yeah. early on, and and so your your followers and your your can your customers they know what to expect from you, so they're less likely to get annoyed. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. Well, what's dangerous nowadays? Sorry, mate. What's what's dangerous nowadays is that that's fine. Like we all know our customer base. We all know. Like I could get away with doing exactly the same thing, and we all could because I know that my customer base are fine with that. They're absolutely fine. I can make that they're used to any dark humor. They get the in jokes. They get all of those things. That isn't the issue. The issue, and I think it's the fear that you always have in the back of your head, is that someone from outside of your bubble sees it. Someone from outside of your bubble who is capable of making enough noise to affect you. And then suddenly you are the, the turd who's fucked up of the moment and you've got a nosedive potentially. <laughs> Do you know what I've noticed with that stuff though? Is that the when those issues occur, they're quite big, <clears throat> but they're not huge. But they get magnified by a huge, a huge scale when the organization being beasted for whatever yep. they've done, r- rightly or wrongly, when they respond. Mm-hmm. And then it goes bigger than Ben Hur, because yep. you've engaged these morons online who feel then obligated to say something, yep. challenge something. Well, it's, a it's a megatron, isn't it? It's a megatron. 
So you don't feed the trolls, but yeah, it's it's still something that when you go into work on a Monday morning, uh, at like fucking half eight or whatever time Luke gets there, I don't get it until about 10 or 11 o'clock. Um, but yeah, when you go, it's just not what you need. I remember I had that like minor problem with that fucking nutbag. You haven't seen this, I don't think you, that nutbag in America, the Texan guy who lost his shit and went on a vendetta. But I, I knew that was going to be fine. And I knew that, it wouldn't be a big problem, but it's still something you don't fucking need. It's something that takes your time having to manage it, manage that bandwidth. Um, yeah, you still don't need it, but that's all. I think part, I think part of that as well is, is sort of like the military humour thing. So there's things that we can say amongst ourselves and you just don't get offended by it. Mm-hmm. If someone was to jump on our page, read one of the sort of jokes that we've put and then think, fucking hell, you can't say that. But for us, we'll, we'll throw words in like, I'm not obviously not going to spin them all out now, but there's certain words that you use that just roll off the tongue, which is just normal within the military. If you put that onto social media, the majority of followers will be like, oh yeah, I remember saying that when I was in the core, or yeah, we say that or whatever. Mm. But some random joke just fucking jumps on your page, sees that, and then another fucking meltdown. Yeah. Is that like the word hat that's actually a descriptive <laughs> word? Now, I use ha- not the hat. word hat as a descriptive <laughs> word not necessarily as a vin, what's it called? More, more, I don't see it as an insult. Nah. Well, yeah, if you look at the definition, it's a, I mean, here we go, let's just fucking burn our brands. Um, if, you look at the, <laughs> if you look at the definition of it, if you look at the, 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 the definition of it, as power age people are sort of taught it, mm-hmm. it's a factual statement. A hat is anybody who doesn't wear the parachute regiment cap badge. That's it. Now you can yeah. anything else about everyone else being shit or whatever, you can read into that whatever you want. Because obviously, you know, parachute regiment has a has a, a reputation for being arrogant cunts. Um, but yeah, it's a factual statement. A hat is anybody who doesn't wear the parachute regiment cap badge. Well, well the, re- the regiment uses the term screamers because a lot of the regiment's full of hats. <laughs> so they have to use the term screw. But no, they're, they're descriptive words. They're just, I mean, how do you explain a collective of people that aren't in your own group? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, non ferocious was the yeah. other one. But. Yeah, yeah, non ferocious type. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Geraldo. I mean, we can go on. Oh, my God. Uh, why, did you, why did you go on this topic, Ben? Jesus no, because it's, cause it's, cause it's funny. It's funny. And, I, and I'll tell you what, I mean, I've been called. What you, I actually got called a hat by, by a pad's wife when I left the reg. And I actually got called it. So this woman, she said to me, so you like a hat now that you're not in the Paris? I was like, oh, my God. I just got hatted by a, by a pad's wife. It, it is. It's one of, it is. It is descriptive. It depends on the way you're saying it, doesn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah. Uh, so you know, we you can say it affectionately to your hat friends, and they will ha 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 lol it, and then like cry themselves to sleep that night. But yeah. Generally, unless you unless you unless you um, God. Well, I always avoid it. It's funny. It's funny. Look, I, I tell you what. I tell you what. There's a lot of people but, that aren't power age. They love it. They think we, it's funny. We say, you say it's descriptive, like you said. You say it's descriptive, but someone turns around and calls you that. You fly off the hand. Well, ben is. <laughs> That's the reality. Like, you know, the SS are hats only. Let's be. Let's be the SS are hats. You know, there's lots of people that call them super hats. I, I would call them super hats. You know, they're technically I, by the description that you used. The SES are hats. Do you remember fucking Basher Bane, Ben? Yeah. I remember Basher Bane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Basher Bane, one of my, uh, he was my two stars in Depot. Obviously, he was PF. And, you know, I've talked, when did I talk about it? I talked about it on the live I did on a couple of days ago. Yeah. And he, apparently, 
You know, the reason he never went on selection was because he refused to work with hats. That's that was his. That's what he said. I would not surprise me. Would not but surprise that's what he was like, wasn't he? He was an odd, odd fellow. That brings you up to another tongue-in-cheek a tongue in cheek nickname for Hereford, though, doesn't it? Super hats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, when I was on, I was on juniors. I was on juniors, and my um, um, my DS on juniors, um, he was SES. Uh, Black Watch, I think he was from or something. And uh, and uh, I was on juniors for you, obviously you. And uh, and uh, we won't say his name. Obviously, you know who he is. He's a good, he's a good guy. And he said, um, right, Garwood, do you think I'm a hat? And I was like, well. <laughs> you know that sort of in-depth parage in me was like I really want to but and he was like I'm a super hat and I was like alright okay well that's that's fine but I, I told you this before when I I was I, was, I did Depot Para I did a, three years in, in the Reg I transferred the Remy in the early two, <laughs> two, end of 99 2000 for two years I got called I got called a crap out by my Power Edge mates when I went to the Remy. And then when I transferred back, I got called a failed crap out by all my Remy mates. <laughs> I just couldn't win. So are, you side, are you sidestepping this, Luke? Are you just going, yeah, yeah I know you've done. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. I've been, I've, been called a, I've been called a sea hat once and it really offended me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll that's that's it, though. But I mean, what are you actually getting offended by? Because you're you're being called a name by another organisation that you're not in. No, that's it. That's, and you didn't choose to, to be in anyway. Yeah, it's going back to to sort of like the military humour, isn't it? And quite thick skinned and stuff like. That. I mean, some of the stuff we put in it, it's all just tongue in cheek, isn't it? I mean, yeah, naturally, absolutely. we just sort of we always seem to, ha- seem to hammer the rough uh, edge, and like but all of us will say, probably some of the best blokes you work with are the rough edge. But well, he's still going to hammer it because of the, the rough edge, five ball death, and all that sort of shit. Yeah. But deep down, you fucking you fully respect those blokes. Yeah, the average rough edge bloke 100%. is like fucking hooping, and you'd you'd have them any day. But um, yeah, it's just banter, isn't it? It's just and and hats. Got, good. That's quite a general term now as well. I mean, yeah. what we would call hats. Hats call hats hats. Mm. Yeah, it, <laughs> no, it's it's just, it really winds me up. It's just, they just, they just, you know, it's one of those. It's like, I mean, um, you know, James DeGarmer's on about the word Ali the other day. It's been robbed. Ali has been robbed from us. It's like general now. It's dead. Mate. Been robbed from us. General now. Scrim on your helmets. Dead. Robbed from us like ten years ago. Dead. Like, I know. I know. I hate it. See, I like. I really like the word Webster's, and that's a very army term. Like you don't really use that in the core. Yeah. Until I started working with army lads. Webster. Then you realise you're a Webster. Oh, Webster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then realise that they're actually calling me Webster. Probably <laughs> <laughs> nice at first. <laughs> it's like we were saying, it is, it's all thick-skinned stuff. Like, I, I did a post last night, I think, like, the Parish Regiment Instagram page tagged me and a load of other Parish, Parish Regiment blokes. I think you did the same, Ben, um, in, a, in a post. And, like, I try and keep Sydney's Guild fairly non-partisan. You know, it's... it's it's, it'd be fucking stupid to do otherwise because for exactly the reason we're saying, you know, the, the ethos that City Guild has is not specific to a, a unit or even the fucking military. Um, I know loads of civvies who are, who live this ethos better than half the fuckers in the military. So, um, yeah, this they tagged me in this post and I, I wouldn't normally do it, but I reposted it with a bit of a sort of recruit thing about saying that, you know, when I said I was going to join... Uh, this you know, people laughed at me, and basically just trying to do a bit of a recruiting thing. 
And first message I got back, I got I expected to get a little bit of people take the piss. But the first message I got back was a fucking mumbles. And I know you probably know mumbles, Luke. Yeah. Was off him going, like one of the things I said was uh, aim for the highest standards. And the f- I just got a message back of him going, stop, dot, dot, second highest. <laughs> just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, but it's, you, you expect that and no one's offended by it. I just said to him a laughing face back, say, you know, oh, come on, don't be like that. Uh, yeah, but I think it's... I think if, you don't, if you don't have banter, mate, I mean, I'm the same issue with HR4K. Yeah. And the same, and, uh, same, same with the HR and everything else. We all absolutely respect a high level of standards across. We also respect all units. Of course we do. But you need banter because if without banter and without that, you're not necessarily pitching yourself higher. You're not keeping your standards. There's not that really good rivalry you need between us. Mm -hmm. I don't think less of of a guy from, you know, the Royal Anglins than I would a guy from the Rifles or anywhere else. I really don't. I just, but I like to give them shit and I know they like to give me shit. It's mm. the way it is, you know. I think if you get upset about it, you're a prick. Well, so I've always said that, you know that if you're not having a piss taken out of you mercilessly, it's probably because people don't like you. The boy, yeah. people have seen I mean, me and Hugh on our fucking little WhatsApp thing. It's basically just nastiness. We don't just talk nicely to each other. It's just fucking being horrible to each other. But it's that's what you expect. Um, <laughs> I like I said, Ben, the I, I I judge people on I fucking hell. Here's, a, here's an opportunity for you. To fucking throw the obvious. You judge colour on their. You judge people on their colour and gender, don't you? No, that's not. <laughs> no, no, you don't. That's, that, that's, that's not what I do. That's uh, that's other people. Yeah, I, I judge you on on how you act. I judge you on your actions, and that's exactly the same as on. Uh, you know, I, we all know people from whatever regiments and and organisation you like, who are better than people from the organisation you're part of. You know, you go on courses, and I've seen Pararege guys in absolute fucking turbo, and there's some fucking black, well, maybe not black watch, but there's fucking... So it's got to come down to colour. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> yeah, but it's like, you have a rifles bloke who's fucking on fire and making everybody else look shit. You know? Yeah. It, it's, you know, you pick your gang, don't you? Completely agree. Right. What's new for HR, mate? Johnny MH is coming on soon. <laughs> uh, who else? Uh, who else is coming on? Who's on Friday? Oh, Flying Fish is on a Friday. <laughs> oh, Mega. That'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maniac. Yeah. Maniac. Yeah. But he... <clears throat> he's a, have you, do you know him? I've met him, but you've you stayed in my way when I was he's down your way once. He's a peculiar him, uh, individual. Sent him some he, coffee, got in touch for something a, a while ago, and we sent him some stuff. But uh, yeah, even just from the emails and that, again, he just pretty much just smashing each other. But uh, seemed pretty pretty cool. But yeah, I saw him on TV not long ago. Yeah. He, oh yeah, down at, down in um, Portsmouth. But he, he he has this he has this view. So he does what he does to try and uh, inspire ex-military to achieve big things. But he has this. I've actually, in, you talk about Basher Baines now. I've actually brought, brought up Basher Baines in conversation with John. Okay. John has this. John gets extremely uh, frustrated that every single Reg bloke, and because Reg bloke is he's, that's his family, as, as you know, like us, his family, and that's who he feels most strongly about. And he gets very annoyed that there are Reg blokes who are quite content to have a nine till five and just go through life. Why, Hugh? Why? We're better than that. We're better than that. 
Well, this is literally how the conversation goes. You know, it's uh, it's, you know, no, to say to me, not everyone's like like you, you know. And I reference Basher Bins. There's the story of Basher Bins, when he left, whether it's true or not, but it was what I got told. I went Basher Basher Bins was the reg bloke, the reg bloke. You don't, you know, you don't cross him. Just a beast master. Mm -hmm. And then he left and became a postman. Yeah, right. And the guy was extremely capable and left and became a postman. Still is, still is capable. And, And. yeah, oh, is he? And yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I said to John, it's like people are just happy with that. And I, I sort of, I envy those people. I give anything just to be content like that. Mm. Just, you know, just have that routine, just relaxing, going through life, chilling out. You know, it's it's almost like the best way to live. But John can't, John can't see it. He sees everyone has got the potential, which everyone has, but everyone should want to fulfill that potential to the maximum. Everyone should be an entrepreneur. Everyone, you know, and he was on about his, he was on about his next, uh, his next stunt this year, next year coming up. Right. So what do you think? I, I, I went white when he was telling me, I was like, Jesus Christ, I don't, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> right, honest to God, I don't think it's a good idea. And I was trying to form the words to tell him that. Are you allowed and, to uh, tell us what it is? I mean, is it on I, fire I, I, this no, time no, or what? I, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you, but it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, right? And, um, and, I, said, and I said, no, I don't think it's a good idea, mate. And you've got kids. <laughs> and... Um, and no, they're coming with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he said, uh, he said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'll spend the rest of my life sitting in some one-bed flat. I was like, thanks, mate. Sitting in some one-bed flat next to the train station, walking there, walking to some construction job for the rest of my life. Yeah. No, no, you don't, you don't have to do that. But you don't have to go and try and kill yourself to prove it. You know, it's a difficult one. I, he... <sighs> Why can't you do both? Why can't you find something that's relaxing that you enjoy and then still find means to keep yourself entertained in your own in your own right i mean to be fair half the stuff that i did in the regiment scared the shit out of me i wouldn't do it as a pastime mm. i mean i don't know what i did it for I knew, as i said before i only did it before just to show face in front of my mates but then is the question not why 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 can you not just relax is it why do we look to, why why like all of us why are we looking to to as much as we can, as fast as we not as fast as, we can, as much as we can, as big as we can, and and uh, f- you know for that maximize the sort of personal growth potential. And it, and and the reason I bring it up is because it seems like it seems like in the ex military community, I don't know if it's just we're more aware now. Maybe you guys have talked about this before. But it just seems like there's a, there's a higher percentage of our sort of demographic who are just willing to go out and and do our own thing and do the entrepreneurial the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial piece it's huge whereas okay, maybe 10 15 years ago it wasn't the case do you think there's a little bit of frustration and so so from my my point of view i was frustrated with bits of the military certainly as an or where you've got all these great ideas but i've got some rupert that's just gonna um put a halt on it or steal the ideas and there'd be no pragmatic way of actually seeing those ideas to fruition you know, we we often talk about uh, the the need to create, the the need to own something, the resp- uh, need for responsibility. Um, you get a little bit of that in the military, sure, but sometimes I'm a fucking peacock and I want to fly. You know, so I you create a business, or you create something you want to get involved in, and, and you want to enjoy it. There's a little bit of that in me. I mean, I'm now free. I want to do something. I want to do something bigger, better. I want to. I want to uh, drive my, my dreams or whatever, you know what I mean? Before you I do need right, it. You need a Rupert though, Ben, at some times. <laughs> you know what I mean what, by that? What for? When I have a flood and i got to 
bang up the bottom of the door with something no, that no, no. absorbs water. No, I meant, I meant the idea train. You need someone, oh, yeah. Every now and then you need someone to give you a hug and go, let's just wait on that one. Yeah, maybe good at staff work. <laughs> <laughs> is, your, is your house actually fully bent? Or is it just like the bottom? Uh, no, no, it's not. It's um, just the grounds. It's just yeah, it's just the the grounds around it. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Hereford Council pretty wise at the way they they manage and look after this county. Sorry, incompetent. Where are we going on that? Until I ruined it, we're going down. Hugh suggested when we were talking about this. Um, we obviously we, we never start these with subjects really because we're shit. But Hugh said a, a first subject that he wanted to talk about, which was the increase in people from the veteran community going into entrepreneurship and stuff like that. And he did a, a, an excellent segue before, and then I fucking ruined it by talking about something else. So <laughs> it's because he's and professional. And yeah, and, I, and, forgot, yeah. I forgot that text you actually. Oh, really? I, I, I mean, it's significant. It's one of the reasons I bring. So with H Hour, I did that other the other series called the Leading Minds series, which. I like doing, that was all about business entrepreneurialism, right? Mm. Um, and to be honest, because I wanted to learn about it and uh, mm. completely selfish reasons. But I'm, I'm, for the reason I was just saying there, it seems to be more prevalent among the ex-military community now than it was 10, 15 years ago, the entrepreneurialism. I'm going to pull that leading mind series actually under the HR brand, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be like a separate stream of podcasts because... I don't know. I think it's. I think again, it's from lessons I've learned over doing the Leading Mind series. Is that why you know you've got a you've got a brand? There. I've got a brand there, like you guys. You've got a following behind it. Mm-hmm. And if it's something else you're doing, it's just honest intentions and part of your existing brand fans, if you like, could mm-hmm. could benefit from benefit from it to to pull it in. So I think I'm looking at doing that. I mean, did you? I don't know where uh, to go uh, from there. Hugh, Hugh. So just on the business thing, right? I know loads of veterans um, that served a various amount of times that have started businesses, whether they're plumbers. And these guys have been through decades they've had businesses. I don't think it's a new thing whatsoever. I think what we're seeing is a new thing online. And I think now online, it's in your house, it's on your phone, it's everywhere. Uh, the exposure and also what we're doing on it. If you look at the work that Contact Coffee do, for certainly because they're pretty ninja at it, is getting that stuff out to market and people actually seeing it. Now, there's hundreds and hundreds of businesses out there, but they're not necessarily something sexy that you'd see online, a plumbing company, uh, a, I don't know, a plastering company. They're not something that you would you know necessarily look at unless you're looking for a plaster or a plumber. However, when you've got uh, apparel companies, when you've got coffee companies, when you've got stuff that's got a really good <laughs> online presence, it becomes more prevalent. It's, it's, it's there, you see it. So I don't necessarily think maybe that there's more people getting into business these days. I think necessarily we've probably just seen a more online, being more socially active online from those businesses, maybe. I think you've nailed that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's I the, pro- <clears throat> the problem with it is, it, 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 <clears throat> I'm sure I've discussed it with one of you guys before, it makes it, it makes it look like an easy option to do. It just makes yeah. it look like an easy option. When it's not, in reality, it's just yeah. not. Um, and it's made it's it, it's made to look like an easy option, but the brands are really really good at it. Contact Coffee, HR4K, Cineas Gill, you know. Um, thanks, thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. But one of the I mean, one of the dramas is now. So sort of people are people are looking at looking at it and thinking that looks really easy, but and they're basing their 
they're based on the way they think business works based on 10, 15, 20 years ago when they were experiencing their dad, their mom, or someone else doing it. When now, for like the brand loyalty isn't there anymore. Brand loyalty now isn't what it was before. People don't go to Cineas Guild and just stick with Cineas Guild and that's all they buy, especially in the ex-military thing. I think people, people are, the, the brand loyalty is to ex-military stuff. But for to, to that end, it's sort of, it, it, it's, um, it's much difficult to get that repeat customer and retain that customer. And, and again, going back to the, the brands that make it look really easy are the ones that are really good at it. And there's very few that are really good at it. <clears throat> you know, like, again, you guys. Um, it's a challenge. The re- I mean, the reason it's an interesting topic to me is because it, it's a fear of loads of people getting out, like, like it's the new circuit. Mm-hmm. Loads of people are getting out to go and do this new shiny, flashy thing that they think they understand, yeah. right? Because they've got loads of mates doing it and it's really easy to do and it's online and that. And they're getting out, they waste their time. They waste a year, two years, three years, maybe the, the rest of their work in life going at pointless endeavors, you know, um, which which have got no sort of unique selling point. You've got no, there's nothing that you guys special about them. Easy to set up a coffee company, difficult to make it work. Easy to set up a, bra- a clothing company, really difficult to make it work. And by make it work, I mean, make you a living because mm. one needs to make you a living and two you need, you need to enjoy it and to make and for it to make a living that's not going to happen overnight you know it's at least a couple of two or three years unless you've got something really special at the right time and at the right audience you know um that, that's why that's why it's an interesting subject people get out and waste the time because they'd be misled by us we have mentioned it before and i think it's <laughs> Again, without saying sounding fluffy and that, but in a way, we, like, we could be offended that people are just looking at it going, fucking hell, it looks like a piece of piss, I could do that. And deep down, it's like, they're not seeing the sort of arrows sat behind the fucking laptop on phone to suppliers, like trying to get things on time, things going wrong. It's not all like fluffy, like getting a nice product, going for a photo shoot. It's all the bullshit and the admin and stuff that goes behind that, that sort of people probably don't appreciate or see. But again, we don't we don't discourage people from doing it. And I know Ben's hot on it, but just to be do something different, or if you're going to do it, do it properly. Yeah, yeah, quite I agree, mate. I think if you, from my point of view, I think everyone here encourages people to go and try something. Um, everyone here encourages people to go and do try something, give it a go. You know, you better. It's it's like going back to selection. Uh, it's better to to go on it than to just wish you had. You know, it's so I think businesses, people should go forward for it. Obviously, what script does, and we, we've always mentioned it, is when it's copycat. You, you, you kind of referred to it there, Hugh, where they go, oh, if these guys can do it, I can do it. But there, there's nothing original about what they're doing. All they're doing is trying to do a copy and paste. But there's no template for copy and pasting. Because as Luke clearly said, you know, I'm literally on a few quid a month, personally. I'm literally trying to get off my pension to make this work through the back end of COVID. Um, and that's, that's the dedication I'm prepared to put in, uh, because I know I've got to see my business succeed. It's just the way it is, but you know, it's the, it's the dedication that you put into that and actually being prepared to dig deep and get, get on with it. A lot of people think it's just easy enough. They just want the, the sexy side of business, but there's no depth behind that, you know? So mm. it's the same as a circuit and the whole maritime security. Like when, when I joined the core, sort of, well, Marine side of things everyone was leaving to join Maritime. And it was all like, oh yeah, you can get paid four, five, six grand tax-free, fucking this and that. Yeah, it, also, it all looks good from their point of view, but then from the lads that are actually doing it, it's like, well, yeah, but they're doing like 14-hour shifts on some docking mm-hmm. ship. 
for like three months at a time. Yeah. yeah. But we see yeah. that on social media, don't yeah, you? No. You don't see the reality. Yeah. No. Mm. It's part. I mean, it's part. I mean, it's part of a general general problem, isn't it? That, that yeah. We we don't we we being the royal we. Um, when you're leaving, we don't understand. We don't understand one what we're capable of in Civvy Street because number two, we don't understand what what Civvy Street is in terms of jobs. It's like when we unless you unless you join up like a late joiner, you join up at 24, 25, you've actually worked for a significant a number of years in some business. You don't understand it. I didn't start understanding, I didn't have the epiphany, right? To get as you know, it's as ridiculous as it is. I didn't have the epiphany that a a telecommunications company, for example, isn't full of telecommunications engineers. There are also a HR department. There are also like accountants. There's also project managers. There's also security managers. There's also mm. facility facility teams. And I didn't have that epiphany until I was at thirty uh, thirty four. When I when I had I had left into the military in two thousand eleven, I went and worked in the circuit for four years, which was I didn't learn anything there in terms of how the civil street works. And then came back, and at the age of thirty four, I started realizing civil street works in terms of what 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 opportunities are available in any organization, regardless of the industry it's in. So as at the age of 34, I started realizing all the opportunities that were there potentially available to me to go and apply for a job. I didn't see, oh, I can only go and apply a job for jobs at security companies. That's all I know. I saw I can apply for a job at any company mm. as long as it's the right kind of job that I, I'm able to do, you know, in whatever industry. Yeah. I mean, so pre- we've spoken about previously, there's too many people who just go, I don't understand this and uh, give up and just become you're down that fucking victim. I mean, everyone has times when it's difficult to get employed. And I had that when I left the first time. But there's a difference between uh just going, well, this is shit. Civic Street's terrible. Uh I fucking I'm just gonna, you know, join a, a Facebook uh group and start gobbling off about how miserable my life is. Or being proactive and using the skills. Yeah, I like I've one of the things I wrote once, um the blog things says it. It's like you've never when you're in the military, you have that idea that yeah, we'll just fuck it, we'll work that out, we'll just we'll solve that problem. You know, we'll speak to people we need to speak to, we'll do the things we need to do, we'll tick the boxes we need to tick to tick to make that happen. You're mission focused. And like a lot of people don't change their mission when they leave. They get out and go, Oh, it's not like it's not like I like. I don't like this, and just you know, go down the toilet for that reason. Because they don't apply the same I mean, I, I would say one of the reasons that we've been successful as businesses, I think we all agree on this, is that we don't know what we're doing. And yeah, we, we, we don't know. Is the it rules. not obvious? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I say that, I mean, we have, we have an unconventional attitude towards business. We don't go in and read a book. We did, I mean, I know Luke gets sent books by Nick, and I'm sure Nick fucking no. reads books. Yeah, I know I'll you don't read them. them. I know you don't. <laughs> get sent them. <laughs> yeah, but like, we don't know what we're doing and we bring the, the sort of unconventional uh, way of thinking and problem solving to our businesses. It's like, right, what do I want to make happen? Right, I need this to happen. I don't go normally, I don't go and research how I'm meant to do that in any, I read a business book to find that out. I might, if I fuck it up, I might, but I'll go my way first. And it's, I think that's why we're, we've done okay. But but also when, when, when you guys, I mean, it's different for me because the HR podcast isn't like my earner. I have a, you know, I have a day job. Um, but for you guys, you, you did the toughest, you started the toughest part of the journey of, in business 
when he had a second income. Mm. You were, I mean, that's correct for contact coffee as well, right, Luke? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, and, and that's, yeah, that, I think that's the correct way to do it. When you said, it's for ex-military because you have that advantage. Six months, twelve months out, even anybody. even be, even years before, start yeah. start a business and just yeah, for, for anybody, mate, not just military. Just, to, yeah, and just and just just try it out. See, yeah, not just military. Yeah, just 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 to, you know, to do your thing in in, in the background. Just yeah. to try it out and as a, whatever complement whatever your day job is. Look, get your words out, you right? Because um, it's because it's just it's like it's like it's much easier to find a job when you've got a job. It's much easier to run a business when you're not reliant on that business paying you flipping bills at the end yeah. of the month. And you can make your mistakes and not have the financial impact of it, have a massive impact on you as you um, and your, yeah. your family. You know? For example, I didn't plan this. You know, I've said it loads of times. This this was just a thing for pocket money. And I it got to the point where I was like, fucking hell, this could, I'm earning more doing this than I am in my actual job. So... Maybe it's time to go. And it was the right time in my career, but it was not planned. It was a thing that I just sort of fell into. And it's if people do this stuff as their hobby, that's the way to do it. I, I get loads of people like, right, I'm out. I get messages. I'm sure the lads do. I'm out in fucking, I'm going to sign off. I'm out in 12 months. I'm out in six months. Uh, how do I set up a Shopify store? And I'm like, oh dear, this is a fucking accident waiting to happen. Do you know what I mean? But what do you say to that person? Like, sign back on, dickhead. You've yeah. done this the wrong way around. Yeah. What, Dude, what's your thing? Well, I've got a, I'm going to do, I've got this T-shirt design idea. Oh, yeah, let's have a look. Send it to you. And it's a variant of a fucking C8 with a skull on it. And he's like, you need to fucking sign back on. You know what I mean? And that sounds harsh, but, you know. Uh, but again, it's how you articulate that message. Because you sound like a wanker. I'm successful. I don't want you to be it. But it's yep. not, it's, it, you know, it's, it's not the case, is it? it, it no. The, the, just the reality the is, is that because we are so far down the line in terms of business, we just have that understanding. We mm. understand, yeah, that is an Ali T-shirt. Have you got hundreds of thousands of pounds here to get above all the other Ali T-shirts that are already out there and the Alias brands that are in mm. existence? Because, you, you know, it's because you're going to be disappointed at the end of the day. Because yep. you, you love, like, I've done it myself. Over the last couple of years, I've messaged you guys at least twice about random harebrained ideas I've had. And then only the last six months I thought, man, that's ridiculous. Like, yeah, cool, cool to you, but it's not never going to go anywhere. And what are you doing? No, you? H- what are you doing? H- you? is a great idea. Mate. HR is a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> listen, how long have we got? Because I got a question for Hugh. Think as long as you want, Hugh. Right. Obviously, what? we talked about the the use of the word hat screamer, um, and yeah. obviously how is a descriptive word, etc. And we, we, none of us here are, are, are that far survive apart. this. I, okay, and what I'm saying is none of us are that far up our own ass that we don't, that we, that we, that we think we're better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. However, the word Ali, you said earlier that you think hijack. Now, I've been talking about this quite a bit recently, how terminology Ali, what people perceive as Ali-ness, has been hijacked and almost it's almost losing its credibility as a word, as a descriptive word. What's your thoughts? Uh, no, I think it's been used in the same way that it's always been used. If you think of it, it's just that it's been used by non-power edge extensively, when before it was only a power edge thing, like, you know, like the word hat, in, in an offensive use of the word, and like the word scrim, or like the thing scrim, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we, when we use the word alley, I'm certainly, even now when I serve in, Man, it can mean anything. It depends on the on the. It's it's like the word. It's like fuck. You can use the word fuck in pretty much any way. It's like Ali. Ali can be cool. Ali can be good looking. Ali can be you know uh, 
is my new chick. Ali. It's like the new version you know, of Mega, isn't it? Not... <laughs> Ali, Ali's, Ali, Ali's the but, new Mega, isn't it? It, it yeah. was, but we but we were doing that we were in. But I think, you know, it, it, it depends what you're using it for. It's like, especially, you're talking about kit. You're yeah, kit about... or the way people look. You know, that it, I, I think, so, personally, it's overuse, and people are describing things as Ali, when I think they actually really don't understand what Aliness is. Yeah, I mean, Again, for, me, for, for me, the, the pure version of what Ali means when we're talking about on a soldier, sailor, or airman, right, is that they've made a non-standard modification to something they're wearing or some or on a kit or on a person, and that, and they've made that modification not because it looks cool. They've made it because it works. It makes them more efficient at what they do. That's what it's getting at. And, that's and what he's getting at. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 but as a result, they look different looking alley. That's it. Yeah. I agree. You have to be able to back it up with professionalism. It's not just a fucking, yep. you're not buying a t shirt. You know what I mean? Because yeah. otherwise, you're like, uh, Bell Lights, you can be the, we all know those people. You know, yeah, West that's a good point. But look mega. You know what it's mean? a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. I've got, I've got, so you two just nailed it. That's, that's exactly where I'm coming from on it. And also, I do agree that it, for people who use it as a, I don't know, like a like the way they talk. Like I often use Mega um, Geezer Ali, and I use it in my terminology for for things. So yeah, there's that. But I completely agree with what you guys said. It's it's about looking good uh, and making sure you're absolutely professional and efficient if you if if you've made but those changes. The, but the looking good should be a byproduct of mm-hmm. being efficient in what you need. Yeah, of course, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I've got in the weeds there. Ah, Luke, nice. Luke, Luke always gets lost when we, we talk about this stuff because he's pusses. <laughs> yeah, right. It's Gucci, isn't it? Gucci's the uh, bootleg equivalent. Yeah. 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 No, it's good. I think it's good, mate. You know? Um, uh, sleeves rolled up, you know? That's, that's your thing. It's, but, you know, that, that's your... <laughs> no, what I mean is, is, you know, they every unit has their own version. I think we talked about, you know, the guards have uh, Bolo, don't they? Oh, I thought they're gleaming. Yeah, gleaming, gleaming's gleaming something that's good, and okay. bolo is something that's a bit different and really? their version of Ali. Yeah. Oh God, I've never heard that. Never if there's bolo. a guard, if there's a guardsman who listens to this, then maybe they can give us a true okay. definition of what bolo is. But I'm pretty that's sure. Like a disease. <laughs> I've got bolo, mate. I'm fucked. Yeah, mate. I don't. Know. <laughs> What's happening, Luke? Quiet today. Yeah, I'm just letting you feed just crack on, mate. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know I know it's a question, question, Luke? Not a question, but an observation. Last year, the year before last, I went out to Arnhem for the, you know, for the um, whatever anniversary it was, the 75th. I took a boot neck, mate, with us. But, uh, oh. but, mate, he, but he loved it. He loved it. He like he's one of the best. So bootneck spent the whole weekend like this down the far edge of it. But what transpired in conversation that weekend is the Royal Marines, you don't you don't have anything like that, do you? Like ba- sort of battlefield, ba- famous battle or birthday celebration. So we have air, our airborne forces day and all that. But you guys don't have any of that, do you? I, I which I don't I don't understand how that's come about. Yeah, the core birthday is the main one. I mean, obviously there is like battle honors that but you won't, you won't do anything for it. I mean, the old and bold might like do something every now and then, but the main one for us is the core birthday. That's that's the main one. Where everyone will keep the arse out of it. 
that well that whole week to be honest. Mm. Um, but yeah, just a cool birthday. Do they not go anywhere? Do they, like, do they go to the Falklands and then get sent home again, or anything like that? Do they? I wasn't there, mate. <laughs> neither, 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 neither was I. Actually, shut up. Isn't uh, isn't there a film coming out? Have I have I remembered this right? Isn't there a film coming about uh, coming out? In all seriousness, uh, uh, about the bootnecks at Stanley um, when the RGs invaded. I'm sure there's a film coming out soon about that. There's yeah, been a I'm not sure. Book, just, I've seen that now. Yeah, my first there's some, there are some pretty mental stories from that that little incident. Yeah, I can I need, imagine. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. mind getting one of those guys on the podcast, to be honest. There you go. Why don't you? I, I don't know any. You should do. I need help with that. Right. <laughs> put, me, put me in touch. Yeah. yeah I think a, lot, best, a, right? a lot of other units do Nijmegen marches, don't they? That used to be a thing. I don't know if it still is a thing. Nijmegen or something. I see Cadet, that every now and then. Cadets do that. Cadets do My sister did it when she was like 15. Just... God. Yeah. No, it's not. It, uh, it's more, well, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've only ever heard of cadets doing it. Were you a cadet, Luke? Uh, uh, Hugh? No. I know you were, Luke. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> were you, Ben? I went, I went to a military school called Duke of Yorks. Oh, yeah, you did. And yeah. um, I didn't have a choice to be a cadet. Oh, I made the Ben's choice. Actually, Ben's actually quite pusses. He has that word, but yeah. Ben is. No, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. I'm not. Fuster's best. Uh, I was good at it. Yeah. It's the only time I've ever been a hat. Was I was good at it. Yeah. You started as a hat. Yeah, I started yeah. as a hat. So I was, uh, I was Royal Dragoon Guards. Check oh, that really? Out. Yeah, yeah. So when I used to like wear these, when you put your number twos on, that's wear these weird like cavalry pants. Have you got the tat? No, didn't get the tat. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I, was, I went all out, mate. I was in the drill team and everything. Webster's. Yeah. Like a <laughs> the thing is, like, as I've said previously, there's fucking at least five blokes there from my unit, my era there, who ended up Pi Reg. And uh, one, two, at least f- no, four of them went SVG. Do you guys have a reunion? Do you have like no, a yes. Royal Dragoon cadet? Do you go anywhere? Do you go to the <laughs> No, 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 maybe, no. We jump maybe, into maybe, our Any bat bombs or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, I, I've thought about that a few times. It has crossed my mind to go, well, can I bring some, as I like a, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a cadet instructor, but I like the idea of bringing some value to like young kids who actually want to join the army and encourage that. Ned Flanders doing a yeah. cadet instructor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't are, you do even allowed, are you going to be allowed in that? <laughs> 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 I don't want to pass that uh, that's the screening. <laughs> but my problem is like, this is this is the problem. Like, I like the idea of it. I like the idea of turning up, you know, once a week and teaching some kids like decent sort of values, teaching some skills. Oh, like, it's brilliant, mate. It's yeah, brilliant I'd like that, yeah, but I, I'd ha- I couldn't do it because I would have to turn up and I would have to not be like Ali anymore. I would have to be like, I'd be... I'd, I'd be, yeah, I'd, it, would be, it would hurt me. There's I'd a guy who supports us who's a cadet instructor, and actually he said, he messaged me the other day, he said um, he wants to teach his cadets what Ali is, and actually who wants to inspire Ali-ness within his cadets. And he thinks it's a really good thing for cadets to feel feel Ali, you know, to, to look it and, and that. So that's a pretty good attribute for a cadet instructor to teach those guys and girls about what Ali is as well as all the other stuff they need to 
they need to do. Um, anyway, it's something he brought up. I, I think. I think also, <clears throat> it's a shame there's not enough cadet stuff. I remember they went through a phase of um, some libtards saying that it was basically like Hitler Youth, mm. um, and they wanted to stop funding for cadets and stuff. But actually, it's great foundations for kids. Uh, gives them something to do. Gives them purpose. Makes them feel like they're part of a community. And no one's forcing them into the military. Um, but you know, it's in a day where you could. My kids that spend half the time you know, on their iPads in their rooms. Well, they don't, but, you know, they, some kids do. Surely cadets and things like that is a great way of people getting out and enjoying the country and and, and contributing back into society. Yeah. But if you look at, like, squaring away kids, like, not, yeah, if you look at that. Okay. Fucking <laughs> hell. Oh, you know, that would be Right. So, I, think you missed, I think you missed what Luke said. Luke said, yeah. Luke said, you're not allowed near kids. Ned Flanders, step away. The fact that you yeah. fucking laughed at that says no, more about you. Yeah, you're fucking, yeah. Floyd and away, kids. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. I've blushed as well, Jesus Christ. Um, You've got red as well. I know I have. Right, pop red. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this well, one's not going out on video. <laughs> Veterans um, of Peace are one of those organisations, aren't they? VFP, uh, who think that... Um, who think that the the UK goes about it goes about indoctrinating young folk into wanting to join the military? Generally, cadets is one part of that. Our uh, joining army campaigns are another part of that. But um, but I think that's just out of naivety, isn't it? It's like it's the naivety that we don't need a military naivety. Uh, but also, uh, um, as you said, Ben, it has a positive impact on society. You know, I'm of the firm belief, to a national service quite a few times, I'm of the firm belief, right, that what, if we had national service again, I mean, it would destroy the quality of the armed forces, right? It would just, however, I think the general impact on society over a generation, if it did it for 25 years, my God, the next generation would be absolute ninjas. Our GDP yep. would go up as a country. People, yep. you'd, less have, you'd have less dramas. Yep. People would be more, um, they would just have more positive interactions with people. They, they would be better people because everyone would have experienced a common, for exactly the same reason as we, or regardless of backgrounds, right? We all, we see ex-military folk in a, we perceive them in a different light than we do non-ex-military folk purely because we know we've got a shared experience in some way, shape, or form in the background. And two, we absolutely know 100% that they've been through a minimum level of... They've, they've put themselves through hardship to some level above the rest of society. Senate, you know, and, um, and there's a lot to be said for that. Absolutely. I, I said this as well. It's redistribution of wealth. It moves people out of these shitholes. Michael, hold that off for a second, mate. It redistributes wealth. It moves people out of some of the shitholes they're stuck in by gets them moving around the country. It instills basic values. I don't think it actually it would lower the standards of the British Army. I think actually, if you if you actually had a tiered system within the the army, um, where people go in at a baseline and then they can then go into wherever they want to go. Um, but also, I think it's really important if you look at what's gone on with COVID. Um, um, not only like cadets who help out with like loads of big charity events and they also help out as like marshallers and everything else, but we've seen the army helping out with COVID. 
I mean, I don't understand why we haven't seen the army doing injections and actually speeding up this process. Ridiculous. I don't, I don't see why we haven't seen that. But the fact is, you've got a workforce. The workforce doesn't have to go and fight. The workforce can also support the country and get the country back on its feet and redistribute wealth. You know, so you don't actually have to look at the army as a body of men that go out and start, you know, I don't know, whatever, looking for WMDs. You can also say that you've got a workforce within within the country that's being paid for, and it's got some morals and standards behind it. And it was like when, was, sorry, mate, was it about, was that over 10 years ago when the um, fire service all went on strike? And it was yeah, the army had to step in. 2002, the, 2002 green, that was. Yeah, Green Goddess. Oh, fiasco, yeah. 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 Well, things like that. Well, they stepped up, like you said. Weren't going around scrapping and fucking on the streets. But the thing is, like, I... Floods. I... We see him clean up the floods as well. Sorry, Hugh. Uh, sorry, uh, Gaz. Floods. I mean, I've got a flood in my house. If there's any spare units cutting around, you can come <laughs> and sort that out. But, but, but again, it's helping people out. These are good people trying to help society. You know, I agree with that. But is it, I think there's a line. Like, I, I'm, that's fine. That's fine. But the, if it absolutely comes to it, let's get the army out and help with stuff. But I, I am not a big fan of it because I think what it, it, it ends up looking, in my view, like, well, let's just get these fucking bods out. But just, you know, that's not our job. Our job is the army's job, you know, protecting the country. Yes, I, I know you could sort of look at it on a civil basis. But my, my view is that the army's job is to go around the world and look after our interests. And yes, fine, do some stuff in this country to look after our interests as well. I think it sometimes can make us look like we're just fucking skivvies who can be pulled out the bag when other people aren't doing their job. Um, or when yeah. the, the government has organised something in a, in a poor manner and have to actually go, oh, these, these blokes who've been paying for fucking a couple of years to square this away... I've taken this money and fucked it up, right? Get the army in, they'll square it away. And that, that's a compliment to us, but I don't think it makes us look good. I think it makes us look like some elements of society see us as just some fucking bods being paid. It would add value. It would add value to the military. We, we'd be more valuable because we're capable of, of, of achieving more. And in those, I mean, in those circumstances when it's happened, like O2 or Fresco or Fiasco, mm. and then the pandemic this year, yeah. These are highly unusual circumstances for which it can't be, it can't really be planned for, and there's a, not a resource available in government or yeah. wherever to fill the gap. And then who you go to? People who can respond rapidly and train, get no, trained no. rapidly, and maybe have less health and safety uh, rules and regulations that you have to adhere to, and just you pay twenty four hours a day. But I'm with that. Like I understand that, but that's like an emergency. That's a different thing. Do you know what I mean? It's not. I sometimes feel like we're the fallback to cover people's asses who haven't done the job properly. Uh, Gaz, I completely agree with you. We talked about this on my way in this morning when mm. you and I were chatting. Um, you know, people need to remember that you can change Labour, you can change Conservatives and then the other, uh, you know, unimportant uh, uh, party. You can change them, but at the end of the day, the civil servants that actually are running the country don't ever change. So the problem never changes and the incompetence within the civil service is always there. I get that and I get your point, Gaz. Uh, but I think there could be a, a happy medium in between where you've got the use of the military, justification for their employment, justification for redistribution of wealth around the country and giving people a, a second chance, as well as maybe mopping up 
the incompetences of the civil service. Well, maybe you could have that as like a separate fucking unit, but like you can't tell me as a fucking power bloke who joined the military, who joins, you know, a fucking apparently elite unit. He did basically tried really fucking hard and suffered a lot to be able to get to the peak of your profession that you can join straight from the military, straight from the, uh, the city streets. You get to that point, you make that effort. And then because some fucking bellend has, has made a poor decision, you end up filling sandbags. On a Isn't that defense. what SFSG did? That's just fucking what a bellend. Hey, you, you walk straight. You walk straight. In. I know. I know. But I, just, yeah. I just think but, better of him. I just think. Listen, he's mate. Not I, I just, I just appreciate. Look now, you're facing out instead of facing in. I think it's good. Fucking it's good. He was speaking to me this morning about being late, like SFSG late to target. It's like we got on the same fucking transport, bellend. Like, yeah, but how, how are we late? Still got to go on foot, mate. I know what you're saying, though, Gaz. Yeah. Um, I agree, mate. I agree. I'm just well, like if, I don't mean that. Well, like you say, if, if, nothing's, if nothing's going on, so, I mean, there's the blokes that I've been in for like, over 10 years now and haven't managed to get a tour just because stars haven't aligned. Yeah. And to be honest, not much is going on, Green Army wise. So. Yeah, I mean, it's shit, like you said. Yeah, the reasons why you join and then lads don't join, like, look at all the Gucci posters and adverts and then yeah. don't expect to be, like, filling sandbags trying to stop H.O.F. or Cove from getting flooded. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> of my incompetence. <laughs> yeah. But it's called the raw hat, so there's no fuckers going to turn up in Contact coffee, friend of the hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They've, got a new, they've got a new campaign coming out. Yeah. I got an invite yesterday to a preview of it. And you guys get that. I got, it was in my spam mail. Um, invite to, an invite to view the new British Army. The British Army's new recruiting campaign goes out early next year. And they're doing a go. preview of it and it's yeah. a Q&A. Now, we haven't go seen on, Go on, contact coffee. I love what you guys did the other day. Listen... Royal Navy, Royal Air Force, MOD, Army, whatever. Yeah. Get a fucking grip. If you want help, just beat the yeah. contact coffee instead of building is, fucking shit Webster's expensive videos. We put we put that we put that on. It was a bit of a flash, but the amount of like our, our DMs are just full, like hundreds, and not one person disagreed. Yeah. And to be honest, the majority of them were people that had sort of like were a bit older that and had left. Uh, a lot of them were actually part of the RAF as well, saying fucking hell, this is embarrassing. Like. Mm absolutely kicking off and stuff and it's just they're saying about like the old like the old adverts and I think like, I'm not being like I'm not going one side but you look at like the Royal Marine adverts I think they they do quite well yeah. I mean yeah it, it is Chad it is a bit tongue and cheek but you look at it and you go fucking hell that's cool mm-hmm. um, I actually do think that like even when you look at some of the RAF ones like the RAF reservist ones or like the Navy reserve ones like yeah the firing weapons and then cool stuff on so like fast boats and stuff I know we know what actually happens but from an outsider looking in you look at those adverts and go fucking hell they're pretty cool then you look at the army ones especially yeah, recently and they're trying to cover so many so many arcs but, but, trying, but to, trying to do the, trying to do the right thing and I think it's just that, that's I mean the whole snowflake ones that they put out I think it's just attracting the wrong sort of person and everyone sort of agreed with us and that, that's, not, that's our personal um, opinion and I think the average as well Hugh knows um, the dates on it, though, because he's fucking boring. So, uh, on, see, I, yeah. The thing is about this, right, is, on, especially on that Snowflake, the Snowflake campaign, is that yeah. it's, it, 
it's going to it pissed off the people you don't really need to persuade the joint up persuade the joint up anyway i agree with that yeah and, and I, I then number two and number two the people you're targeting are probably the people that need to be hardened up most in society you're targeting those you get them in and then you, you turn them from the snowflake into something else and they're no longer what did you say libtards ben you know um but the argument is that they're not you're not going to convince those people anyway that's the argument isn't it it's like those people aren't fucking interested yeah, you're wasting your money trying to convert those people when there's actual people who are maybe naturally more inclined. And I'm not saying you should forget those people, but there's a lot of money being thrown on a very small uh, part of society when actually you could the money could be better. Well, it's used a whole generation. Them. It's not a small part of society. But is it the whole really generation? The whole generation is it? Well, you're calling everybody. Like, I, I know you say it, but like, we're basically saying that they're all like that. Young people are all fucking struggling not whether they're trans or not fucking you know what i mean they're, they're all snowflake they're all whatever they're, they're not just because they're young they're not all like that and i think that's how we've unfortunately started to see them there's some fucking absolutely nails young people there's people they're not all like this little thing that fucking you know uh the well let's be honest they're not all like the left would have you believe that they are yeah. They're not like that. They're just like I like the idea of doing an advert about second chances. I think yeah. that's what I think. If you're looking at, you look at you. You went to you know some uh, education. Uh, me and Luke, I think we talked about. We joined a little bit later. You know, the fact is, second chances. Maybe I didn't enjoy what I was going or doing at the time. Uh, maybe I didn't achieve the results that I wanted. Maybe I did slacking college or school because that was just how I was at the time. I've got a chance to join the military. I've got a chance to get another career, another uh, trade, something else. I think that's the way way to do it. I mean, the Navy bit, I was born in Carlisle or whatever it was that yeah. I was made in the Navy. Oh, brilliant, mate. I think uh, even going back to what we talked about, what's your man's name? Frank. What's Frank up yeah, to? Frank. And and I think, I, I, I think people align if they didn't spend time in the military and didn't have some of those, those experiences where you were fucking having some great times. Luke, I didn't see what contact coffee put out. Can you? What did you put out? So basically, it's like I mean, there's been a few. I mean, like I, like, I think we had one message saying like, "Oh, someone's going to be in shit in the morning." But to be honest, like I don't give a fuck. Um, no one's going to have a go at me if they do. They can one wreck it. But there's basically there's been like the, obviously the main video that's came out from the raft, and there's like two blokes stood there, and it literally looks like they're about to start necking off of each other. It's just it's very it's very wet <laughs> and a fucking very Webster's. Like, if you can explain Webster's, that is Webster's. Um, and then there's another one of sort of like a rap band and they're, they're singing about flying away. It's The amount of people that said it's like a fucking Tui advert or a holiday advert or an airline fucking advert. And it's just like, and the people are commenting on it saying like, fucking hell, you look at, look at pilots, World War II pilots, fucking ninjas, like nails blokes, like scrapping in the air. Well, that's fucking, that's Ali. Tell me if that's not Ali, because I think that's pretty fucking Ali. Yeah, yeah. And then it goes from that to, like, fast forward, what, 80 years, 70 years, and there's fucking blokes on, like, some fucking brass band singing about fucking flying away with the RAF. But you also posted they, one of your adverts, didn't you? Which yeah, so then, they, so then we, and we followed that up with one of our adverts. Again, not, not just gobbing off and stuff, but posted one of our adverts, and that's from two fucking bootnecks with a bit of an idea with another small sort of ex-military van company. Mm -hmm. Sat around the table for a day, and then getting a getting a half decent advert out, and then people were commenting on that when we put this out a few years ago, saying "fucking hell, you should." That's better than most of the recruitment videos. And I know Ben's done 
a few, especially the one that we did with the beer um, mm-hmm. like two years ago. Well, that's like we can think of stuff like that. And then these people have got massive budgets, military budgets. It's but and they're coming they out shit like that. They would have had that band when the Spitfire pilots were about. You just couldn't see it. It's the same thing. And the Aria, yeah, you know, it, it just wouldn't have been in your face. They are flipping cringeworthy. I think the question is, is it, yeah. does it do does it do damage to the, does it do damage to them? You know, I mean, the, rea- the I reality is, about- I, I think I think it does. It's like yeah. looking in, and I, I, I know people when like years ago when I was in school, and you'd look at someone had mentioned like, oh, so and so's in the army, you'd be like, fucking hell, there must be now. I was like, you think straight away like the bad lads army was on the TV at the time and stuff like that. And I know, I know perceptions change and I know it's, you do need to go with the times and stuff, but I think by overly aggressively softening the military, yes, you need to a little bit just to prove to people that you don't have to be a boxer, you don't have to be fucking super nail scrapping in the pub every weekend to be able yeah. to join the army, which is what I thought when I was younger, going, fucking hell, yeah. only blokes that are like fucking males can join the army or military. And I understand that it needs to change, so yeah, look, you don't have to be this sort of person to join. You can be X, Y, and Z. But over-softening it is just a bit, it's just, it's a sort of a bit disrespectful, disrespectful to the sort of the past, the veterans and people that are currently serving. Yeah. Damaging as well. Uh, I mean, our, our point of view. it's actually achieving its job. Is it actually achieving yeah. its job by recruiting people? I'd argue no. Um, is it waste of taxpayers' money? Yes. So actually, you know, regardless of whatever the advert is, the point is it's got to achieve its aim. Its aim is to re- is to do recruiting. Is a Calypso band or whatever fucking it is uh, recruiting more people to join the RAF? Do they need more people in a band? Probably not. They probably need people to do the job. Yeah. So, you know, was my that, argument that, would be that... Was that a recruitment video, is it? I don't, I, don't, I don't think it was a recruitment video. It was just a video that was out there, but it was just sort of... Well, it's all recruiting, isn't it? Effectively. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, someone who's not, like, a young lad, just, I was going to say, a young lad in, in high school thinking about joining the military, sees that video, it's like, oh, fucking hell. Rafa Peter He's willing to be in a Calypso band. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point we were before. Like that, that one guy in that one school who goes, oh, I'm, I'm into my music. I could go and do that as a, a thing in the, in the RAF. You know, yeah. that handful of guys in that school, maybe there's that. You know, you're... you're which, is a, which is a fair point if that's what we're going to do. Yeah, but you're aiming... Like, like, do you know I mean, band people join just to be in a band, which is fair enough. Yeah, but, but you, do, you don't perceive it like that. But before you join, you don't perceive it like that. I don't remember ever being young and seeing a video and going, oh, God, what a load of rubbish. Because all, the whole, all of the forces was all a mystery. Everything's an unknown. And, you know, I didn't even know there's different different regiments and stuff like that. I'm so naive with everything because I've got no military in the family. This, this sounds like a bit of a trait here because you didn't know what civilians did for a living until you're 35 either. Hey, Jenna. <laughs> hey, Jenna. Like, complete war when it came to you. No, no, you are. You're like that, aren't you? You're blinkered. You're yeah. blinkered, aren't you? you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but again, just to go back to the point, you don't, I think, uh, we, we're trying to understand how a civilian with no military experience would perceive the video based on our, our <laughs> but we're, we're doing it from our perspective. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't no, think, I don't think it's usually true. that. I, I don't think, point. I don't think it's the negative is seen. I don't think they see the band and go, God, that's, fuck joining them. I think you just see, oh, there's an easy part to it. It's, yeah, it's like seems more appealing. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I don't know. No, 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 I understand the that. Frank, understand the that. Frank advert, you know, the Frank advert was the easy side, wasn't it? Um, you know, the, with the Frank going, Frank's uh, windsurfing, bagging off some 
chick or whatever. And it know, is a bit of a bluff when they do these though and do things like that, isn't it? Especially like you get these 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 campaigning these camp these uh, marketing campaigns, recruitment campaigns. They happen it, invariably, and uh, they happen at times when recruitment is needed in the military. So you're being shown this. Wow, look, come and join the military is amazing. It's happening when recruitment and retention is a problem because at that time the military is cack. It's like when operations go through the roof, like 2000, 2000, and generally for the general HM forces, operations go through the roof, 2000 to 2012, 13, 14, because that retention recruitment isn't a major problem and because it's satisfying work you, and you know, there's more money in the military. You can, there's all sorts of stuff happening. You're traveling the world, you're doing what you're trained to do. Then when that stops and the military becomes crap, the marketing campaigns start telling everybody how amazing it is. Uh, how amazing it is. I mean, we're in that now. We're in a lull now. We got we got potential, you know, quite a, a long time of people, like it was uh, from early eighties, with the exception of the Gulf War, early eighties through to beginning two thousands. People who did their entire career extremely bitter for it, hated what they did because they'd never got to test themselves. For example, never got to do what they joined up to do. Um, it's just a rubbish time to be in. So we're bullshitting everyone with these marketing campaigns. Don't join. Join when there's no advertising. <laughs> <laughs> but then Why? at the same time, they're advertising and then they're kicking people out and making redundancies. Um, and, then, and, and then there's colonels. There's about more colonels you can shake a shitty stick at who are about to leave with massive pensions. I don't hate officers, don't you? I don't hate officers at all. That's not what I, I hate incompetent officers. That's probably so, yeah, pretty it. much. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> right, one an hour and a half. It's the longest we've ever done, I think, other than the pissed up contact coffee one that we did, which was about fucking yeah. three hours, I think. Uh, <laughs> I gotta go and have a tooth out. You gotta go and have a tooth out. Yeah, oh shit, yeah, I forgot about that, you. Yeah. yeah, this this podcast kind of felt like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right, well, has anybody got to you, want to go into good before we... You, are we going, are we, Ben? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, good, good to I see you, dude. Long. I was going to say, has anyone got anything to say before we, you know... Any, no, I, say thank you. I just said thank you to you. That's what <laughs> I said. Ben decided where we're going, so... Oh, yeah, no, cheers. <laughs> cheers for the invite. I appreciate it. Appreciate no, it was good one, mate. I enjoyed it. Okay. And uh, good effort on Ben's part, sabotaging everyone's brands with hats. And He's done well, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Jesus All right, Dan. Right, cheers, guys. I'll see you later. All the best. Take care. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas. Christmas. See you in a bit.